0: Yeah. had of yeah. I know uh, know God knows the uh, person's name, uh, as I was going to the Laura this morning, where you turn off on 15501, you go towards McCall, Pennsylvania, and stuff, there's a railroad traction in there. And coming back towards 15501, there was somebody law and uh, emergency services out there. You gotta have one of the. the heat. Let it go. in their lives. And we're praying to you for your Probably no more prized and precious and high and lofty assertion of Paul made of Christ who has been delivered from the dead. Listen to that a little bit in the second chapter. He was delivered from the dead, made authority over the universe, the cosmic universe. Every single thing falls under his feet. So, in the flavor of this, there is multiple old um, antique stories uh, that are written. Remember, this is the time of Artemis and time of Diana, and he's steeped in this area of Ephesus, which is the Mecca for these gods. And there's multiple stories about these gods. Uh, Gilgamesh, or you might know it as... Um, I can't think of the first name. Numa ish is one of the stories. Uh, there's a number of But so listen, the Exodus, the Song of the Sea is another one. Where are we at? Today? We're in chapter 2. Chapter What's 2. The, the last two part of theme? 1 is, is a section that has said that God has, Jesus has been raised from the dead. And in these stories, it's well known that the first piece of these stories, in all cases, including the Song of the Sea, I think it was Exodus 23, where the authority is stated first. The uh, head of the chapter 2. It says uh, by grace through faith uh, it says in you he made alive who were dead and trespassed and thin in which you once walked according to uh, the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, uh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy, uh, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive through uh, together with Christ, by grace you have been saved and raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ's view, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his <coughs> kindness toward us in, in Christ's view. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should vote for we uh, we are his work uh workmanship created in christ jesus for good work which god prepared beforehand that we should walk in them all right there's a lot there uh, And you know we were dead to trespass what a sober reminder of our state uh prior to our salvation we were dead to trespass Bible says that we were er, uh, sons of disobedience. We were children of wrath, just like those today. Uh, and he made us alive who were dead in our trespasses. Uh, we were dead. And in trespasses, and the Christ came to give his life so we could have spiritual life. And we can get that from John. And I want to I throw out a lot of Bible verses, and at the end of this, won't these God can get them for you. Uh, and to Christ is the resurrection and the life. We know that also comes from God. Uh, uh, we were dead in our sin. Spiritual death as a separation from God. So but prior to our salvation, we were separated from God. By birth. By birth. We were, everyone, we were born sinners. We were separated from God. And then at some point in time, we reached the age of accountability. And that's when we had the, the, the Holy Spirit work on us. Uh, and so, because without any accountability, we would still be dead in our time. We would still be dead in our time. You have to get to the point to where you recognize and understand the work of the Holy Spirit in salvation. Man has no, nothing to do with salvation other than accepting or rejecting the gift. And we receive it. You know, God's mercy and grace is why? It's stated in here. Because of his love for us while we were yet sinners. He loved it. He created Is. Think about the way we conducted our lives prior to salvation. We had no confidence. None. We didn't things we didn't think nothing about. Most of us were young when we were doing it. We thought we were 10 foot tall and We had no sense of mortality. Uh, we followed the spirit who deceived the world. We previously allowed that spirit of the world. Uh, we previously followed the spirit of the world. And we followed the deception of the evil spirit. It was easy for them spirits to work in us because we didn't know any better. And they guided us. You know, like, like a kid in a candy come on, oh, I see that. That candy. is sweet. It's red and it looks good. I want it. we'll do whatever it takes to get it. You know. And so that's the way we work. We wanted to, we wanted to fulfill the pleasures in our desires. And you know, so he made us alive who were dead and trespassed. And you, he made alive. Each one of us. When we accepted Christ, we became alive. He made us alive or in italics, which indicate that they were added to the text when implied from the context. If you look at your Bible, they're, they're in italics, probably. If you have a, 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 a good-looking Bible. Uh, they're in italics, and that's because they were letting you know that those words were added. But that is implied in the context of the church. Um, And it said, go ahead. Paul wrote, well, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, Paul wrote to the believer who were made alive by God's word. And I just want to, the words. died because of our sons. And so as, as we are made alive, God, including Jesus, is made the possibility of life out of everything being dead. There uh, I want to read uh, this right here and it's from David Goose and also from Charles Heard. There are many types of uh, life, vegetable life, animal life, uh, mental life, moral life, a being might be alive in one sense but dead in another. Uh, to be spiritually dead does not mean that we are physically dead. Uh, or socially dead, or psychologically dead. Yet it is real death, a dead death, nonetheless. The most message term. The most vital part of man's personality, the spirit, is dead to the most important factor of life, God. Not in a normal sense, nor a mental sense, but in a spiritual sense. poor humanity is dead, and so the word of God again and again most positively describes it. we did? we were enemies of God. We couldn't be any more of an enemy of God than if we just stood out there and it. Most of us don't do that. We don't stand out there and it, We don't take our fist day. We just go about before we say we just learn about our lives, living our lives, not knowing that we were already on death row, like that movie Dead Man Walking. That's what we. And that, that the future is still to come. In this chapter, he's wrapping the, the present and the past, he reflects to that, but also the future. In, in verse 1, we, we're touching on one of the most controversial areas of theology.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, in what manner and to what extent is a person
1: being?
0: Mm-hmm. And, and before I Peter- did. Can he, uh, God, can he be a prior work of God, or can it be a prior work of God to instill faith that's still short of the there's a whole lot here that people jump to conclusions on. Uh, uh, those who argue that man must be regenerated before he can believe uh, like to say that a dead man cannot believe. Well, this takes this particular description further than intended to say that unrighteousness Beginning man is exactly like a dead man because he's dead, uh, uh, because a dead man also cannot sin. Uh, we err if we think that dead in and trespassing the sin says everything about a man's loss, a lost condition. It is an error because the Bible uses many different pictures to describe the state of the unsaved man saying he is dead and trespassing. Number one, the Bible says in the Corinthians that he is blind. A dead man can't see, but neither can a blind man to lie. He's a slave to sin. People who are, have addictions are slaves to sin. People who don't have addictions are slaves to sin. They're a lover of the dark, drawn to the Neon light. What is the Neon light moment no, in the dark? They're sick. They're, they're sold. They're sold. The mirror they're sick. They're lost. You ever seen somebody lost wandering around? Don't know how to get where they're going. Don't know how to get back. Uh, an alien, a stranger, or a foreigner. Yeah. A child of breath. Operating under the power of darkness. So therefore, in some ways, the unregenerate. <laughs> unregenerate man is dead, in other ways he's not. Therefore, it is a a valid, or it is valid to appeal to all men to believe. We need to look for evidence of regeneration before we tell a man to be or to believe and be saved. As the Puritan John Trapp wrote, uh, howbeit the natural man, although he be theologically dead, yet is ethically alive, being, uh, being to be brought. By arguments Think
1: about
0: it. Think about it. You know, I, it says, I drew them by the courts of man. Now, that is by reason and motives of love befitting the nature of man. So the Spirit and words work upon of still as men by rational motives, setting before us life and good, death and evil what it is. Yeah. Go ahead. you got to break it down simply for me because I'm getting going. Go ahead. Put it in layman's terms everything you just said. You're what was Five minutes. Layman's terms. terms. Everything I just said five minutes. Just right. yes, yes. because a man is an unbeliever does not mean he can't accept Christ. And it's through grace. And it's through grace that he receives it through the work of the Holy Spirit. Through the Word of God and the Spirit working on him. So an unbeliever Say that again, no. An unbeliever, just because he's an unbeliever, does not mean he cannot respond to God. Because there's a, theology, there's, there's, there's a theology out there, or a doctrine out there, that says you're either this or you're that. You can't. If you're not, if you're this, then you can't. You're going to be that forever. It, it removes and this removes it. It removes it, it because removes the work of the Holy Spirit is a gift. God's gift to anybody. Yes, he's free to it in the beginning, that that's how it's going to be. But it's our responsibility to share that gift and make people aware of the good news. Yeah. And, it's, and it's between that person and God. And that's why Jesus, when he was brought right. to preach in mm-hmm. Galilee, opened up Isaiah 61 and he says, I'm preaching the bad news, right? No, he didn't say the bad news. <laughs> he, he said, <laughs> only the good news. I'm preaching the good news. There is hope. Isaiah talked about hope. What is happening here is that there's an enablement. They used to call pre-prevenient um, grace, that grace before you can believe, that God brings in so that you can believe, and therefore, that God has what we call a simple call. He calls people, and it's at the point where we can either call on Him or He calls. He knows already. But He knows what the answer is. We can decide because He's called you and you hear that small, still voice that's inside you, your conscience, and all of a sudden something that somebody planted long time ago a seed, a hope. Uh, Somebody said you could be saved. Oh, there is a Jesus. No, there is not a Jesus. Uh, It's like Dave Blander said when when he was gone, he was a drug addict. He was at a point in his life where he was in a house. He had nothing but someone gave him an old house. He was laying down. He said, dear you God, you prove it. That night, his drug addiction, his attractiveness to every drug he ever took was gone when he woke up. It was gone. There was no more drug, no more desires. You know what he looked for? He looked for Buddhism, Hinduism. He looked for... Confucius. He looked all over the place. If I found a a New Testament, and he got Dave Lander. He's a big guy that takes the shroud of Turin and tries to make sense of whether it's real or not today. He preaches all over the place, and he's just a crazy guy. You listen to him, and he tells his story, and the story was he woke up, and it was gone. And God answered him. So which was it? So the question is, Was it him calling on God, or was it God answering him? Either way, he found it in the Word of God, the the good news. When he read the good news in the New Testament, he said, that is the God. That's the God. That is the God. It isn't Hinduism, Buddhism, and all these other things. It's this God. And he read 300 books the first year, 300 books the second year, and, and devoured Bible after Bible. So it's what is interesting to break it down. It happens differently for all of us, and sometimes it's a long call. See else was going at? You know when it said we need to look at evidence for reiterate before we tell a man to believe. No, no, that that's an anti argument. You need to tell a man about to believe, and you need to tell him about God. to call planting the seed. We have to plant Don't leave. Come and call the water. You know we're not supposed to. We're not supposed to, to go looking for people that feel time to regenerate. The guy's going to show time. The guy's born blind. Yeah, yeah, he was behaving and minding his own business, and <laughs> Jesus stuck two eyeballs in him and said, "Go wash in a pool <laughs> of so Yeah. He said, "I don't know, but I can see. I think it's of God." Yeah. He didn't even know who Jesus was when he finally got up to Jesus. He bumps into Jesus and he asks Jesus, Hey, I don't know who he is. I just know his name is Jesus. Show me this man so I can worship him. And that's when Jesus said, I am he. I am the man. And he bowed down on worship. Was he saved when the eyeballs got put in his head so he could see physically? Did he believe when he spiritually believed this man named Jesus when will not depart from Shiloh meaning the pool of Siloam that was in the Old Testament and so he got to a point where the blind man told everybody he was so happy he told the Pharisees that's when Jesus said no he can see you guys are blind Pharisees said we are blind but we can see it, it's, it was strictly a spiritual thing but this guy knelt down and worshipped and I think he was one even though 12, I think it's 12.23 if John says no one believed in Jesus I think before this the blind man was the one who did believe in John he did believe, there's too much evidence saying he did believe but if you read, I think it's John 12.23 it says or 1243, something like that, that it was no one in there believed in Jesus at that point in time. And, um, what does that mean? Uh, well, but he believed. Right. The slimy man came to faith. It, I want to explain, as best I can, uh, it says in trespasses and thing. that's what we were guilty of. You know, we were dead, and our trespasses and thing. Uh, in trespassing, we cross the line with God's boundary. We didn't just cross them I when mean, we blew through it. And our sin is the fact that we missed God's perfect mark. But the other thing that's actually more of a better uh, a better definition of sin is we set ourselves up to be God. We think we know better than God, that's why we sin. You know, God says, what did he tell Adam to me? Don't eat of that tree. What did they do? They ate of the tree. Yeah, they, they the, the snake gets too much credit. The snake gets too much credit. But hey, they ate of that tree because they wanted it. I am not you're not going to die. They took a bite. They were still alive. Oh, well, you still want to play. But then it looked then they started. That's when it, what comes with sin. Guilt. They were naked. So they made some clothes and leaves. And then what did they do? They hid. Separated from God. Separated from God. That's what they did. And they hid. God comes walking through. You don't think you didn't know they were hiding? Where are you all at? That's like you remember your kids when they were little and you go through the house. They were upset or something and they done something wrong they that hiding. You know they're hiding. You know they're in the house. Where are you at? Maybe they come out, maybe they don't. Maybe you have to grab them by the ankle, pull them out on the bed. I don't know. You know, but they came out. And then what start? Blame. What do you kids do when they when they he did trouble, trouble. when you call them on? Well what, what? Well, so and so are because this, they just start justifying what they were doing. You know, think about it. Adam blame God. It was the woman you gave me. He turned around and got it. You know, and so we think we're God. And so what happens here is trespassing speaks of Our desire was to carry out God that is transforming us that gives credit for that work In which he once walked. At one time, we lived in trespasses and sin, according to the course of this world. You know, whatever the world was doing, we were right there. We were in the block that which is orchestrated by guess, Satan. Who is Satan? The prince of the power of the air, and he's very active today among those in rebellion against God. All you have to do is look at what was. What did they come in those boys. Five months? Oh, yeah. yeah. Why do you think that? Yeah, I, I'm that I'm gonna take that for that? stole God's name yeah, yeah, exactly. Why do you think they did that? Because it was not by accident. It was not by accident. They want to pervert anything that's done. And uh, and so well, he's still acting today. He's still doing uh, the sons of disobedient. All you gotta do is turn the news on. You don't even have to turn the news on. All you got to just take a walk through the town of Southern California, on Broad Street. You didn't like you got to go walk. The last time I went to the Spring bed, they walked up and handed me a car that had a great, big, beautiful rainbow on it, and I handed them a decrease back to church car, and they walked off without me. You know, you, uh, uh you once, when you once walked, uh, the self that once walked was the old man, the one that Stephen talked about, the old flesh, the old man that we still have, and now crucified with Jesus at the same time <coughs> as I've Remember, when you accept Christ, and you made him Way, that's what we're to do when we become children of God at our conversion. We, we're to escape that old man. We, had our, you know, we have yeah. a, a point where you know, Christ has raised us from spiritual death. So that's our first death. And our second death was a natural death. You know, Christ, uh, we don't allow and you know, we push back and say no, um, being raised from a spiritual death then um, we die a natural death and then later we die a spiritual death in hell so we have two deaths so where Christ raises us out of this point in the spiritual sense out of spiritual death to this uh, new life, this we are born again, then that is the same power that rose Christ from the dead to seated him in the heavenly place. It's the same power. And we sometimes kind of say, well, it was a, you know, I was sort of changed. No, you're changed the rest of your life. Whatever, it is the same power. You're on a course now, a straight and arrow. You're going through the narrow cage. Uh, and guess what? It's not a view. You can't work there. You can't find that narrow view. It takes the transformation power of Christ. And, not, and when you when you begin to walk in that path, uh, which I could say I knew everything about it, but I don't. When you dig in, uh, you get more and more excited about the evidence of works that pours out of you one way or the other. You may make cookies or you may feed before. You may give somebody or you may have compassion of someone that has a flat tire in the side road. You may say, "I'll work a little extra. I'll do that for you. I'll clean. You. I'll, I'll, be good when they're treating bad like that." Those things are transforming power of Christ. You can't take credit for them. You want to sometimes. Those good works belong they have a the handiwork created in us through Jesus Christ. It's His work. We <laughs> <laughs> need to get through free break? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah like, we didn't finish free break. I mean, that's... You know, it, it, but when you start breaking it, once walk, you know I mean? That we can, that's how we once walk. We have a good way of walking, you know. Now, you know, who now works the sons of disobedience? You know, that's Satan. Satan is the, the prince of the air, uh, and they respond to Satan's ties. We used to do that when we were part of the children of disobedience. Uh, you know, the work of Satan, unbelievers, as used in Ephesians 3 20. Uh, well, the power of God that works in believers, the prince of the power of the air is a unique title for Satan. I'm going to close on this. Uh, And it speaks of his authority, he's a prince. The air is a way of referring to Satan's environment. Uh, And the domain uh, uh, of I don't believe it. He's not going to come at you looking like the evil thing we see in the movie. He's going to come you like the little red guy that sits on your shoulders, or a little red back.